you're there, say amen. 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 Scripture reads, for thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. Let me read that one more time. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. With the help of the Lord this morning, I want to talk to you a little bit about houses, fields, and vineyards. Bishop, if you don't mind praying over the word this morning. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your presence that we feel. We thank you for your female servants that you have anointed to bring the counsel of your will to your people today. God, I'm asking that this word go forth with clarity, power, demonstration, and manifestation. God, I pray that this word fall on good ground in this place today. And God, I'm asking that your word will prosper where you send it. God, I'm asking that you will come against any distractions in this place, whether spiritual or cardinal. And I'm asking, God, if you desire, allow your angels to minister according to your command in this place. We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I am going to backtrack to the beginning of Jeremiah chapter 32. I'm not going to read everything, but I am going to summarize um, the scriptures and the setting leading up to Jeremiah 32, 15. And we may not uh, go much farther than this chapter and hit the other few scriptures that I have. Jeremiah, we know, he was a prophet. He was a man of God in a very dark time in the nation of Israel. The Lord used this man in a mighty way. And if you read Jeremiah and you read the context around his time period, you know that he was in a very lonely place. Um, A lot of times he was a lone voice that was speaking out against the people, speaking out against the words of everybody that was speaking. He was saying the opposite of all the other prophets, supposed prophets and priests and men of God that were supposedly being used at that time. And so he had a lot of opposition to deal with. And he's in a time period at the beginning of Jeremiah chapter 32 where the the word of God does come to him. It's in the 10th year of Zedekiah, who's the king of Judah at the time. And this is during the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar. That's the, the time period. And And it's during this time period that Nebuchadnezzar's army has besieged Jerusalem. They are surrounded, if you will. They are held captive. And specifically, Jeremiah, in his 
particular situation, while the enemy is surrounding the city, he has been shut up in the court of the prison. He has been shut up by the king. And Zedekiah shuts him up in his court because he's been speaking some things that Zedekiah disagreed with. He didn't like what Jeremiah was prophesying. And Jeremiah, despite all this, he begins to tell, begins to speak, begins to declare of something that the Lord spoke to him and he obeyed and and he did what God told him. And he begins to tell the story, uh, recount how God speaks to him and tells him, you are going to uh, be approached by someone within your family. You are going to be um, offered a field that is in Anathoth. It's a, it's a land um, of his kinsmen. And he was going to be offered um, to buy it. He was um, getting the right of redemption offered to him. So somewhere along the line, um, that land may have been taken up by somebody else. But because it was his right, it belonged to his family line. There's always an appointed season where God's going to say, hey, this belongs to you. Do you want it? Our God is a gentleman. There are going to be things in our life that we are going to deal with. And and we are human and we're going to make mistakes. But our God is a faithful God. He is a merciful God. And he will not leave you without an opportunity to be approached and to say, hey, this is your right. This is your inheritance. If you want it, it's going to cost you something. But if you're willing to have it again, I'm bringing it to your attention and telling you, take back what belongs to you. And so the Lord tells him you're going to be approached and and uh, you're going to be offered the right of redemption to buy this field. And, and I'm telling you that you need to go ahead and purchase this field. And, and so Jeremiah says that indeed what he was told happened. He was approached by someone within his family. And, and they told him, hey, you have the right of redemption. You can uh, purchase this land back. And, and he paid 17 shekels of silver. And there are witnesses all around. And, and he took and he wrote that bill and he he wrote that deed and and one was um, sealed up and there was a copy that was open that was how things were done back then and so there was evidence there was evidence that he had purchased um, this field this field that belonged to him in the midst of all that was happening he purchased a field And God, God was setting him up. God was was making him an example to the nation of Israel. And that's where we get to verse 15, where Jeremiah continues to declare. He continues to say and to speak, this is what the Lord said. This is what the Lord said to me personally. And he's done this in my life. 
And I'm telling you that what God has done in my life is going to be extended to you. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. Remember that they are in a time period where everything that the nation of Israel owned, all the land that was divvied up between the tribes, they have been taken captive. It was no longer theirs. The enemy had come in and stole, had besieged a city now so that they were confined to a small space. And, and Jeremiah himself, his own people, had shut him up in the court of the prison. If I can put this into our day and our age, we are living in a dark time. I don't mean to be negative, but I am just being real with you right now. Our bishop has said things are going to get worse. But at the same time, the darkness gets deeper. There just needs to be one small light to bring open the revival that God has in store. He's looking for a beacon, as he said this morning. Everybody that's attached to this church, that is submitted to the man of God, that is submitted to the will of God, you will be a light in the world. Jeremiah was shut up, not by the enemy, mind you. He was shut up by his brethren. They were tired of what he was saying. They were tired of his warnings. They were tired of him not going with the flow. They were tired of him speaking contrary to the other brethren. They were tired of him standing up to the king, to the leadership at that time. Let me tell you that our men of God of this church is in the will of God. The stance that he makes, the direction that he's going, the churches that he's planting, he scriptures Zedekiah the king ends up coming to him in secret and says hey tell me what the Lord said 
And I believe there are going to be, and I believe it's been spoken of in tongues of interpretation, that there are going to be men that are going to come to the man of God. But they're going to do it in secret because they're feel, fearful of everybody else. They don't want any associated ties with this man, but they're going to come to him and ask for direction. What does God say? And it is the responsibility of the man of God to speak what thus saith the Lord. And I believe he will. But in the midst of being shut up in the court, the king's court, the court of the prison, despite the darkness that surrounds, despite the opposition, the limitations that have been placed upon Jeremiah, there is one thing that they cannot stop Jeremiah from experiencing. There is one thing that they cannot hold back from Jeremiah. They cannot stop the voice of God speaking to Jeremiah because while he was shut up in the midst of the court of the prison, God said to Jeremiah and God spoke to him, God prophesied through him and he was able to speak a word from the Lord. In the midst of this dark world, and we are in some dark times. We are in some chaotic times. We are in times where black is white and white is black, and things are totally upside down. There's confusion. There is misorder everywhere. It's probably not even a word. I just made that up. There's disorder everywhere. But in the midst of that darkness, there is a light on 350 Utopia Lane, and we've got a man of God. He might be shut up by the brethren. He might be shut up and surrounded by the world, but the voice of God is still ringing true in this place. And we have a man of God that's going to speak the word every chance that he can. They've lost things. They've lost houses. They've lost fields. They've lost land. They've lost vineyards. They've lost everything that they had that God gave them at the very beginning and they were able to prosper. They've lost it all. But in the midst of that, God speaks to Jeremiah and he gives him a word. I commend Jeremiah for believing the word of God. And not just believing, but obeying what God said. God said, you're going to be approached to buy this land. And what in the world was Jeremiah thinking of purchasing back some property in a dark time where land isn't really theirs? The enemy has it. In the midst of all the calamity, in the midst of all the adversity, God blesses Jeremiah. God gives him the ability to make that purchase. And in the midst of opposition, 
Jeremiah was able to show them. They were able to witness. They were able to testify that the God that Jeremiah served has just gifted him with some land that belonged to him in the first place. And I believe the word of God has already been spoken over and over after and before tithes and offering was taught. And God said that he's about to pour out his blessings upon on the church and let me tell you it starts with the man of God and because it starts at the head it will trickle down to you and I because the regions have to be blessed and for the regions to be blessed you have to be blessed there is a blessing on your horizon We don't need to shy away from what God is about to do. And I want to tell you, it's already started. You don't know what God has done for the man of God. You don't know before the testimony started what the Lord had already prepared for the man of God. And it's not my place to tell you, but very soon I'm sure you will be able to see what the Lord is doing for the man of God. But as some of you have already experienced, it's not stopping with the man of God. It's coming to your home. Oh, yes, in this dark time where people are struggling because of inflation, let me tell you, if you continue to stay submitted and continue to serve God, God is going to bless you. The windows of heaven are being open, and I believe it's going to be a witness to everybody around us that those people at that church, they are thriving in a time where everybody else is struggling. It started with Jeremiah. God spoke to him. God gave him some instructions and he obeyed. And the Lord said, I'm, I'm doing this because I need to show. I need to give my people tangible evidence that when I say something, I'm going to do it. And so if they would just obey, if they would just submit to my word, there's a blessing that's coming their way. Everything that they've lost, everything that they've had the struggle to try to hold on to, it's coming back to their door. Every house, every field, every vineyard, I will keep my people no matter what they go through. Oh, yes. Don't look at your situation right now and judge what you see. But you better claim it in the spirit. You better believe what God is telling you. He's opening out the windows of heaven. There's a blessing that's going to overflow. Why don't you take a moment and just claim it right now? 
spiritual blessing is on the way. That spiritual growth is on the way. And I claim it. If the musicians can come to the music. Praise team, if you can be on standby. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 10 through 13. We're coming to a close, but I want to read this passage quickly before you. You can stay where you are because we're going to we're going to praise the Lord this morning. Houses doesn't just mean households. You break down that word. One of the definitions, we use it this morning, is temple. There have been churches all over this world that have turned. The Lord told Jeremiah in his description of the nation of Israel, they have turned their back to me. They have turned their, their face away from me. There are churches all over this. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There are churches all over this world, this universe, that have turned their back to the Lord. And God is saying houses are going to be possessed again. This is why this church, God is elevating this church up. Because he says, I need temples established. And they are coming back, but they're coming back to serve me. And I need a voice at the helm that is going to lead and that is going to support them. And there needs to be some finances there so you can reach out and make a purchase and own what belongs to me. So every temple that has turned its back to the Lord, I declare in the spirit world, there's a church, there's a God that's coming for that region. Fields is not just talking about the country around the nation of Israel. But in the context of today, I want to tell you, it's talking about the regions of this world, everywhere that the Lord has spoken and we know of, but also those places that we don't know of, that are on the horizon. They are right there at our fingertips. The Lord is saying, you're going to possess them. You're going to restore them. They're going to come into your hand. And again, my name is going to be declared there will it be a revival in this world <laughs> vineyards this is where the nation of Israel was able to support themselves they were able to support and sustain their families. And so this is why I want you to understand, as long as you are submitted to the word of God, you've got to obey the total word of God. There is no picking and choosing what you like and what you will do and what you won't do. But if you are submitted to the word of God and you follow the example of the man of God, God is saying that your vineyards, they will be flourishing in a dark time where everybody else is struggling. 
Jeremiah 33, 10 to 13. I'm going to read this, and we are going to praise God. 10 says, Thus saith the Lord, Again, there shall be heard in this place, which ye say shall be desolate without man and without beast, even in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem that are desolate without man and without inhabitant and without beast. Everything was scarce. They had lost everything. People's voices weren't speaking like they used to. There wasn't even beasts in the area. Just like when pandemic hit and everything was shut down, God said, yet again, there are going to be houses and fields and vineyards possessed. Verse 11, the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of them that shall say praise the Lord of hosts for the Lord is good for his mercy endureth forever and of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord for I will cause the captivity of the land as at the first we are going to worship we are going to praise God in advance of what he has in store if you believe that put your hands together.